Welcome back to Read with Laura Joy. I'm Laura Joy Lloyd, your host and author of the stories we read here. This is interactive serialized fiction. There's always more to the story, and readers influence what happens next. Welcome to episode number 45. We'll be reading the Rent Island series, part four, scene 40. First, let's recap what happened in the previous episode. Amelia was watching a video on her private YouTube channel when Hack posted a comment. Yes, the same Hack who once got into Allison's account to find private information about her boat's location and who Macy once raised questions about if he'd possibly earned his name. Yikes, do we need to worry about this guy? In this episode, industrious Allison will work hard to recover physically from her accident. We probably shouldn't complicate things for Allison by mentioning our worries about Hack. We'll spend about seven and a half minutes reading. Afterward, stick around to find out just where to find Wren Island. Here we go. The Wren Island Series by Laura Joy Lloyd, Part 4, Scene 40. First, Allison walked the stone path around the house, all in one stretch without having to sit down and rest. A few days later, she crossed the dunes with only the aid of her walking stick. A week after that, she made a jaunt down to the beach with Aunt Amelia, who kept her promise not to help unless Allison was truly going down, which she never did, so woohoo about that. Now, finally, Allison stood in the doorway of her boathouse. Buttercup looked amazing. Maddie and Jax had done a stellar job spiffing her up. You really could eat off the deck if you swept up the dust first. Allison closed the building, retrieved her walking stick, and took a few steps along the dock. Pretty steady today. Now we're on the dock. We're on the dock. So be careful where you walk. Careful where you walk. She crossed the beach and headed for the road, although referring to it as a road was being generous. Just wide enough for Ed to get his all-terrain vehicle through. It was littered with potholes and fallen tree branches. Overhead, a wild wind swept in from the west, blowing so high it left Wren in peace and didn't even touch the tips of the evergreens. Several little birds scampered around the trunk of a cedar. The crisp scent of burning leaves indicated a farmer on the north side was preparing the land for winter. Allison followed the fence Ed and Virgil had constructed, a rope strung between posts. It helped Aunt Amelia keep track of where she was. That post up ahead was number 18. No more blazing through the forest for this girl. Not yet, anyway. She passed post 17 and crunched through the fallen leaves of a birch tree. If Ed were driving Aunt Amelia along here, he'd plow through that big puddle just to hear Aunt Amelia whoop. At post 16, Allison stopped to shed her warm outer layer, tied it around her waist, then resumed walking. Between this jaunt to the boathouse and two sessions of physical therapy, today wasn't a good one for any other big efforts, like climbing upstairs to her den, her home office, she meant. Well, actually, it felt more like a den, so why resist calling it that? Post 15. 
Office den, what did it matter as long as she was writing music there? Except that she wasn't writing music there. She wasn't writing music anywhere these days. With all this time on her hands, you'd think she'd be cranking out one hit song after another. Wow, still 14 more posts to go. Back at the house, she waded through the stuff tossed just inside the service entrance. Shoes and bags, or bumpy paths and puddles, it all made you slow down. She ought to pick up things around here, label where things were supposed to go, like she'd done in the kitchen. When she got the energy to, she would. She kicked somebody's gardening basket out of the way, lost her balance, and slid to the tile floor. Just slid down, real slow. It hardly even hurt. It might be a minute before she could stand up again, though. Aunt Macy walked in while she was still thinking about how to get up. Allison Theodore, sit down. I am sitting down. I mean, sit down in a chair and rest. You are trying to do too much too soon. Are you hurt? Allison shook her head. Aunt Macy scraped a chair close and helped Allison into it. Then she disappeared through the doorway. The refrigerator door opened and closed. The blender whirred. When Aunt Macy returned, she put a glass in front of Allison. Drink this. Allison clinked the metal straw around. There isn't another fiber supplement in this one, is there? Because I'm good for today. Aunt Macy scooped loose shoes and bags and threw them into a corner. Tripping hazards, all of it. Three women in their golden years. You recovering from hip surgery and a blind dog. You wouldn't think this house would allow tripping hazards. Drink up, sweetheart. Allison peered into the glass. Impossible to tell what all was in it. She drank a third of it and set it aside. One of these days, I'm going to get back on a motorbike. A fast, noisy one. And I'm going to tear it up all over Wren. Oh, for goodness sake, Macy stuffed shoes into a basket. You're not getting back on a motorbike. If the roads were better on Wren, it'd be easy peasy. Gemma Campana rides a scooter all over Reclamation Island. She can because the roads are in good shape. Why doesn't Wren have better roads? We could have, you know, if we organized ourselves. Aunt Macy inspected a pair of socks and tossed them in the washing machine. People on Wren don't want to travel at the speed of light. People on Wren like slowing down. It would be really helpful for getting supplies delivered. Think how happy Ralph would be if he could pull into a real port instead of hoping for a flat spot on the beach. A port! Here on Wren! Now I know you're not thinking straight. Well, maybe not a port, but I definitely think we should improve the roads. I could pay for it. With your own money? If everyone on Wren wanted it, yes. Aunt Macy tisked. Faster roads would invite riffraff. People would come and do that thing where they add a hashtag. That's all we need around here. Allison sipped more of the smoothie. Just picture it, Aunt Macy. Flat, paved roads with a neat yellow stripe down the middle. Me buzzing by on a cute yellow scooter. Oh, I'm picturing it, sweetheart, and I'm telling you right now, you're not getting a scooter. You're being bossy again, Aunt Macy. Allison smiled. Lately, Aunt Macy's edges had been softening. She talked in capital letters less often. Macy would have a ton of fun with a scooter. You could get one, too. Get one what? A scooter. We'll get a two-seater for you and Aunt Amelia. I'll even spring for a cup holder so you can bring along a smoothie. Oh, for goodness sake, Aunt Macy flushed. 
Louise bounded in and skidded to a stop in front of them. I know, I know, time for your cookie. Let's go, funny doggy. Aunt Macy galloped off toward the kitchen, collecting Lokita as she went. Allison took another sip. Her shiny, clean boat was sitting in the boathouse, just waiting to go out. Remember how good it had felt to be on the water, far away, on her own? Remember how free she'd been, buzzing around on Gemma's motorbike? Until she'd buzzed over the edge, of course. Improving the roads here on Wren would be a great thing to do, an important thing to do. And she could manage the entire project. Allison Theodore, in charge of transportation. She eyed her nearly empty glass. That would really be something, all right. Because these days, she wasn't even in charge of her fiber intake. We just read from the Wren Island series, Part 4, Scene 40. I just love that Allison is a dreamer. Even when she's tired and discouraged, she's imagining how life could be better for herself, for her aunts, for all of Wren Island. Once, a reader chatted with me about her changing home situation. She had reached an age where mobility was becoming an issue and the beloved family home was becoming too much to care for, the property too much to keep up with. And this dear reader was facing a difficult question. If I can't live here anymore, where will I go? What she really wanted, she explained, was a safe place to land, a comfortable house stocked with everything she needed, a property that hosted cute critters, both domestic and wild, a welcoming place that somehow took care of itself and was filled with people she loved. And then this reader said something that zinged right into my heart. Maybe I could live on Wren Island. Oh, if only we could all live on Wren Island, together, safe, forever and ever. You won't find Wren Island on any map, but it does exist. We find it whenever we imagine what could be. Whenever we reach for courage, trust in love, ask about joy, hope for something better. In the next episode, Amelia makes a decision that spins off one complication after another. Thanks so much for joining me here on Read with Laura Joy. I'm Laura Joy Lloyd, your host and author of the stories we read here. If this was your first visit to Wren Island and you'd like to find out what happened before you arrived, you'll find links in the show notes to listen to a recap episode or listen to the series from the very beginning. Even better, click on the link to subscribe to receive my emails. You'll become part of the very special group of readers who influence what happens on Wren Island. This is interactive serialized fiction. There is always more to the story, and readers influence what happens next. Thanks for reading with me. 